Welcome back to Read Talk. I'm your host, Whitney Godwin, and today we have another internship podcast for you. I am really excited to speak with our guest today because he is not only doing an internship this summer during pandemic, but he has a great story starting all the way back in high school. So today we are welcoming Taylor Kennedy. Hi, Taylor. How are you? I'm doing good, Whitney. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So I really am excited to have you on today because I think you're a really great example of how getting started early and getting involved early can really benefit you in college. Um, and I want to, so I want to start at the beginning uh, and work our way to where you are now. So did you know that you wanted to work in media in high school and how did you determine that's what you wanted to do and how did you end up at WVU? Well, originally, whenever I first started high school, I wanted to become a historian. I love history. I really thought that that was what I was going to do with my life. But I also had that sense of, you know, doing sports, learning about sports, talking about sports and stuff like that. And it wasn't until my sophomore year of high school when my basketball team, because I played JV, we played at Point Pleasant, which is down in the southern part of West Virginia, and we played, and my, the JV team won. And then during that break in between the JV game and the varsity game, my head coach, Brian England, came up to me and said, hey, you know, can you do, can you do the radio broadcast with Jack Withrow? I think, you'd be, I think you'd do really good at it and stuff like that. And, you know, I did it, and I didn't really know what to expect of it at first, but, you know, as it continued to go on, that game especially, you know, I, I felt like it was definitely something I could learn, stuff that I can definitely – continue to grow in. So what I did was I just continued to reach out to him like, hey, you know, if you need me to do this for you tonight or you want me to be on the call with you tonight, I'm more than happy to. It was a unique opportunity to say the least. I mean, sitting beside him and you know, just getting to listen to him, just learning from him as well. He's a very good um, mentor. He's always been a very close friend of mine. And, you know, I look back at that now and I know you, you always go back to your mentors and who helped you the most whenever you start off. And I start with Jack. I also also give credit to my head coach, Brian England, as well, because he saw something in me that I didn't see yet. And mm -hmm. he pushed me in the door to try and give me that opportunity and try and find that different path than what I originally wanted to do. My friends and I went to Morgantown for the WVU Oklahoma State football game. That night, we were just like, hey, you know, let's go to this basketball game because WVU was playing an exhibition game against Albany. And it was more of like a charity game. So we're like, it's free. It's free. To, uh, free admission, so let's go. And I was just like, yeah, sure. I, I mean, I'm a, I've always been a big WV basketball fan. I've been more of a basketball fan than football. So we went to the game, you know, free admission, like I said. And we sat about three rows back from center court, and we're just sitting there enjoying the game, the four of us, you know, just goofing off, just being seniors in high school. And, you know, as we're watching the game, I just see Tony Caridi, who's the play-by-play -play voice for the Mountaineers. He's walking on the baseline behind the benches. He's going to the first row of the seats, and I'm, I'm just sitting there like, wow, that's, you know, that's someone I've always looked up to. My dad and I used to always listen to him growing up. I've always been a big fan of his, him and, you know, Coach Wallace for football games, and then him and Jay Jacobs for basketball games. I've always looked up to him as somebody that I want to try and be like, somebody I can try and, you know, learn from as well. He got to halftime of the basketball game, and obviously WVU was leading, and I walked out, I walked into the aisle, and I just started walking down. As I'm walking down, I'm just going through these different scenarios of like, how am I going to present myself? How am I going to, you know, how firm am I, how firm is my handshake going to be? How, you know, how loud am I going to talk? Just the littlest of things that were just running through my head all at once. And I was just very anxious and very excited about this because, you know, people know me as being outgoing mm -hmm. and I know myself as being outgoing. And 
I didn't really think in my life I would have the audacity to do something like that, to do something to where I would go out of my comfort zone to try and reach something that I wanted to do. So that's what I did. I went, you know, I walked down two, three rows and I just went down there, shook his hand. And we just started talking for about 10, 15 minutes. You know, he introduced me to his wife and we just started talking and he just, I, he said, so where are you from? I said, I'm from Winfield, sir. And, you know, we just kept talking. He's like, you come to WVU next year? I said, yes, sir. And he says, where, what are you majoring? I said, sports journalism. And, you know, he just, we just kept talking and talking and talking. And eventually towards the end of the, you know, towards the end of the conversation, the second half was about ready to begin. And he, he looked at me and he said, get in touch with me towards the beginning of next year. And we'll talk about, you know, you trying getting in here, getting into Metro news, just trying to see like what you feel comfortable with and stuff like that. So like, I took that, that I took that as something that was presented to me. And I just had to jump on that immediately. It's sort of like a calling sort of speak going into the uh, spring of my senior year towards the end after I graduated, you know, I was talking to my dad. I'm just like, you know, I really feel like I need to do something during the summer to show him that I'm like ready to jump in. I'm ready to jump in and get started immediately instead of him, you know, taking time and everything else. I want to get in. I want to start learning. I want to start doing all these different things. That way I can reach my goal. And, you know, he, I, I was lo literally looking everywhere for uh, Mr. Caridi's or Tony Caridi's email because that was the one thing I didn't get it in our conversation with. I didn't get a phone number. I didn't get an email. So what I had to do was I had to, I had to brainstorm. So I'm like, okay, so he's one of the most popular voices in sports, especially on the East Coast. And I know he works for Metro News. So I went on Metro News' website, found his email. I know this sounds kind of weird, but, you know, I was very eager to get, get uh, my foot in the door. Mm -hmm. And I emailed him. I didn't really know what to expect. I emailed him. I said, hey, this is Taylor where we met last October at the WVU exhibition game against Albany. So I'm interested in getting uh, reps early, learning early and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. So he introduced me to Jeff Jenkins and uh, pretty much throughout the summer, once or twice a week, I go to the Metro News station in Charleston and I would just work with Jeff Jenkins. Oh, that's awesome. And I think that I admire you so much for just taking charge of all of these things, right? So when these opportunities were presented to you, you know, you did mention you felt a little nervous, but you still decided that you were going to make all of those opportunities happen, whether that was calling the varsity games in high school or whether that was following up with Tony. And I really think that's something that a lot of students might be afraid to do. So what advice would you have for someone who's in high school with similar interests as, as you, but maybe aren't sure where to start, or maybe are a little anxious about following up on some of those things, or even, you know, something as simple as reaching out to someone via email and contacting them? So I think the biggest thing for me is don't be afraid of the answer no. That's the one thing that I think kids uh, in high school don't really understand. I think when people think of no, you think of no, meaning, you know, that I can't do this. I can't reach what I want to do, just stuff like that. And, you know, I'm here to tell you that's not the, that's not the case. No is meaning, okay, that might not be what you need to do at that moment, but there's something else there that can help you get to where you want to go. And that was, the, that was a big thing for me. Cause there were times, you know, in high school as well, where I was told no, I was told, you know, I can't really do this at the moment. I don't need, I don't need help with this and stuff like that. And, and the same thing applies in college as well. And, you know, you just got to keep pushing. You got to keep understanding what's going on currently. Yeah. You can look ahead to the future. That's always good to look ahead to the future, always be prepared for the future. 
but don't be afraid of the answer no. Because if you're afraid of the answer no, I don't think you're able to take that next step forward in your uh, path to where you want to go. And as young people, we need to understand that if we become uh, if we become numb to just being told no constantly, it's just not going to make us who we need to be. It's mm-hmm. it's something that you know it's more like a roadblock, and we just got to find a way around it or go through that. And I'm always somebody that likes to go through things just because, you know, I like to take things on head on and I like to do things in ways that are creative or different than other people as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, you reached out to a lot of people while you were still in high school. And I know we connected you even with um, one of our grads, CJ Harvey, and you still talk to him too. And so how would you say those connections help you today outside of, you know, your continued internship with Metro News? And how do you think it helped build your confidence going into college? Well, I think with the connections, this is actually, it's actually very funny that you say that because, you know, you look at, you look at your, your branch of networking. Networking is a very broad term because you, you have this list of people to your network and you reach out to these different people. And the biggest thing with me with being connected with the people is, you know, this summer I, I, had, a, I had a great, great opportunity of interviewing Seth Greenberg from ESPN. And, you know, people say, how did you get him? How did you reach out to him? How did you, you know, get him onto the pod, on your podcast with the campus radio station, U92? I'm just like, easy. I mean, my uncle, his boss goes and plays fantasy basketball camps across the country. I mean, he goes to Kansas, Kentucky, WVU even. And he just goes to a lot of these different places where he connects with people and he learns and he just listens to what these people have to say. And, you know, I've reached out to my uncle. I said, Hey, I know Michael, who's his boss. I said, Hey, I know Michael has done a lot of these basketball camps and he's introduced me to Seth Greenberg because uh, in 2014, my dad and I went to the Kansas WVU basketball game and we sat courtside and on our way over, Michael, my uncle's boss, introduced us to Seth Greenberg. So that little quick interaction was in the back of my head. And I was just like, I can do this. I can reach out to my uncle who can then reach out to Michael, who can then reach out to Seth Greenberg. And I can try that. So I did that. I reached out to my uncle. My uncle calls me and he's like, all right, he's in. I said, he's in. And he's like, yeah, Seth Greenberg, he's in. And I just, again, that rush of emotion just went through me. I had to, one, control myself, but two, you know, I was just speechless. I mean, I'm a 20-year-old junior, upcoming junior in uh, college. I'm a sports media major. And, you know, to get that early interview with a guy as n- notable as Seth Greenberg is excellent. It's something that a lot of people dream of doing. A lot of people don't really know how to get there. And that's whenever connecting and networking comes back into play. And, you know, you speak about, co- you speak about confidence as well. And, you know, with that especially, you have to have the confidence and you have to feel like you know what you're talking about. You have to know what you're saying whenever you're having these different interactions, whenever you're connecting with people. I mean, another good story is whenever I first met CJ for the first time. I mean, he was he's a great guy. I still, like you said, I talk to him a lot. Um, another great mentor of mine. And I start learning from him and he started telling me, you know, being connected with people and having that confidence with being connected with those people is very imperative throughout your walk in life, especially in sports 
Yeah. And so those connections, like you said, you started working at Metro News that summer, um, thanks to your connection with Tony. And so when you got to Morgantown, you immediately started interning here also um, through Metro News with Tony. And for native West Virginians who know Tony is the voice of the Mountaineers, um, they'll understand how huge that is for a college freshman. And he's an incredible person to learn from. He's taught a class here um, at the College of Media and our students absolutely loved it and learned so much. So can you talk a little bit about your time with him um, that first year and even now um, and what you've learned through that experience, some of the skills that you've gained in that two-year internship? Well, I think the first thing I learned from him was just, you know, being creative. I mean, he told me that one of the biggest things I need to learn in this industry is being creative, trying to try do something that people aren't doing, trying to figure out loopholes that you can try and get through that, re that just distinguishes you from somebody else. And he really did teach me that. He got me, he got me uh, working with his, one of his sons, Matt Caridi. And, you know, he told me, he's like, hey, Matt's going to teach you things that you may know or you may continue to know and continue to work at, but also try and throw some things out there as well. Try and tell us what needs to happen differently. Try and tell us things that, you know, you see that can try and make stuff better for not only you know, the people around you, but also for yourself. I mean, you develop that resume, you develop other things as well that can help you in the future. So I took that to heart as well. But, you know, I look at, I look at my relationship with Tony as life-changing. I mean, yeah, I helped out with, you know, doing basketball games, learning a lot in high school, but there were times in high school where I felt lost. I felt like, you know, is this something I really want to pursue? Is this something that I really want to do and I sort of like I, like I said whenever I was talking about my interaction with Tony and that is I sort of felt that calling that hey if I do this doors will open so to speak I felt like there was something inside of me that said hey you need to do this if you want to start your life if you want to start going down the right path and I really and I really do stand by that I really do think you know he has definitely changed my life for the better I've become a lot more outgoing a lot more vocal and I also feel like I've become a lot I've become a lot better of a man. You know, people think about work as just being work. You go in, do your shift, that's it. That's not the case. You know, wherever you go into work, especially the people that I work with, I mean, I work with some great people in the state of West Virginia, like Brad Howe, Coach Greg Hunter, Hoppy Kirchable. A lot of these different guys I give a lot of credit to because even though they teach me about what I want to do with my life and how I listen to them, they've also taught me how to become a better man, how to become a better individual for the people around me, because if you're not a better man outside of work, then you can't be a good, you can't be a good man or a good worker inside of work. You take the things that you learn on the outside and you try and bring that in to the workplace and try and, you know, make the people around you better. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think that being a good leader is so important, even if you're not necessarily in a leadership position, no matter if you're in a student organization or a job as a full-time employee or an internship. It's just learning leadership skills and learning how to be a good person, um, especially in a creative industry like this one is really important um, because it is those skills apart from the technical skills that really set you apart from other people um, that make you different and really that kind of make life worth living. 
Um, so I'm so happy to hear that you're learning a lot of those skills too, in addition to those technical skills. So um, practically, why don't you tell us kind of what you do when you're here in Morgantown interning? Like what, it, what do some of your duties look like? Well, pretty much on a daily basis, I, I usually go in there for about two different shifts. One is the morning shift. The morning shift usually consists of a morning between 9 a.m. and noon. In between that time frame, I do talk line with Hoppy Kirchival. So that starts from 10 until 12. But I, I get that extra hour in, you know, to try and get things ready, try and get things prepared for the show. Because what I do is my main, my, my main title is video producer for Metro News. So what that consists of is, you know, you have the main host on one side in the studio. At, in this case, it'd be Hoppy Kirchival. And on the other side in the control room, I'm, I'm the captain of the ship. I mean, you have Hoppy, but on the other side, on the control room, I'm the captain. I, I control all these different buttons and these different knobs that, you know, make what you see on our website what it is. I mean, mm -hmm. all these different camera angles that you see, all these different graphics that you're seeing. I didn't make the graphics, but, you know, I'm making the graphics into something that people can understand better. I mean, I'm putting pictures into slideshows. I'm using video for B-roll and just stuff like that, trying to make the, try and make the live stream more eye-popping than it's just a guy sitting in front of a camera, you know, telling you the daily news. Because if, if he was just doing that, you have the radio for that. But with this live stream, especially with Metro News, you, you, you're, literally, you're literally at a buffet. You're given all these different things. And they said, all right, put something together. Put something together for us for two hours. So that's what it consists of for two hours. Putting things together that people are giving you and making it into a good product. You know, you, you get... You know, I think of a uh, business I mean, you have a supply chain, that supply chain goes to the distributor and the distributor goes to the company and said, here, do something with this. That's what I feel like. I'm, I'm literally looking at that. I'm like, okay, I'm going to use this, this, and this to try and make this better. Now, or I'm going to do this and try and make it sound better. Just stuff like that. And the same mm -hmm. thing goes for my evening shift as well, which consists from 5 p.m. until 7 p.m. And then 5 to 8 on Sundays because our show lasts for two hours. But the sports line, sports line is a good show as well. I mean, it's like talk line, but you know, it's more about sports. So that's what, you know, Tony, Coach Hunter, and Brad, and, you know, it's the same thing. They give you these things, and they say, okay, here, make the live stream good. It's a lot of repetition, and it's a lot of patience as well, like I said. If you don't have that patience, and you can't really control the TriCaster, which is the board that I run. And, you know, I also have – I also work with a couple of the guys on my side as well. There was about four of us before, you know, the pandemic occurred, and – you know, I, I taught them the ropes, um, taught them different things that I learned early on from Matt Caridi that he taught me. And I tried to make it into a different product, a different product, meaning, you know, he taught me one thing, but I, I see something that, you know, I can bring in and then make that even better than it already was. If you don't have a whole team working together and you don't have a team of creative minds working together, then you don't really have that fluent machine or that running machine that's expected. You know, as much as it is the technical side of things with Metro News, I also learn about, you know, like I said, being patient, you know, being creative, innovative, stuff like that. And also what I do for Metro News as well, um, I try and help this summer, especially I've helped Joe Picado out, you know, writing stories and interviewing people as well. I think, you ask my English teacher in you know, middle school, for example, she'd say, yeah, he, he's a great writer. He loves to write, but there's a few mechanics that, have, that need work. And I think now that I'm in college, and you know, I, can t I can look back at high school as well, but you know, in college especially, 
I feel like my grammar, my um, the way I phrase words and stuff like that has gotten better, but it's not to where I want it to be. So that's why I took the initiative and reached out to Joe Percato, who does high school sports for Metro News. I said, hey, I have this idea, and I, want, I would like for you to help me with this as well because I know I'm not the best in grammar, but I feel like with your help, I can get to where I want to be or at least try and get to where I want to be. So, you know, as much as it's the technical work, I'm also trying different things within the company that can also help the company become better. Cause I know, you know, with what's going on right now, it's not easy for anybody to, you know, at quote unquote produce content, but you know, the biggest thing that I want to try and get out of this is as much as this is, you know, like I said earlier, creating a resume, it's also trying to make the company better to try and make, you know, things still feel fresh. People still feel, still feeling connected to what, you know, what we're producing, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing that I've tried to take away from this is how am I making the company better? How am I being that person that can be relied on? How am I being that person that just doesn't take a day off? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really like taking days off when it comes to what I want to do with my life. But there, there, there becomes days where you got to take a step back from reality and just be like, okay, I can't overdo myself. I can't overload what's going on. You just got to you know, take a step back and stuff like that. So that's why a lot of stuff that I'm doing this summer is just, you know, spacing it out, seeing what I can do, see what I feel comfortable with and just rolling with that. So that's also other stuff I've been doing with Metro News. Yeah. And I think taking initiative is really important, especially right now. And I do think that despite all of the circumstances, especially of the pandemic and sports being in short supply um, during this time, I do think, you know, showing that initiative and trying to find creative ways to still produce content and create content is really going to just be beneficial to you in the future. I think all of us that are on the creative side of the house and the sports media side of the house have really had to take that step back and and try to think through, okay, where can we find new opportunities to produce content? Where can we still produce the content that we have been producing? And what can we do to keep our audiences engaged? And I think you're learning a lot of really great lessons in that right now, um, as well as some of those new skill sets. Um, So that kind of covers some of those internship side of things. Um, I would like for you to maybe chat a little bit about a skill or a a class that you've had in college that has maybe been a little harder to master um, and how you've worked through that challenge. Because as you mentioned, you know, college classes and coursework is a, a little different from high school. I think the class that really sticks out to me the most is two classes actually. And it's both classes I had this past year, my sophomore year of college. And the first one was with uh, Michael Cazaza. It was more of a creative class, learning about how to tell a story, telling stories that people aren't really telling. And I, I, found, that, I found that to be one of my f- more favorite classes, meaning, you know, I enjoyed learning. I enjoyed, I enjoyed ready to come to class prepared to learn. As much as it is, going back to Metro News, as much as it is a technical side of being creative, with the, with the class I had with Mr. Kazaza, it was being creative with telling a story, being creative and telling a story that people may not know. By, doing, by being more creative on the sports journalism side of things, more than the technical side of things, it really got my brain to expanding and getting new and innovative, idea, innovative ideas for what I've been doing this summer. And we'll get, I, hopefully we'll get into that. But, you know, I feel like if I didn't, if I didn't have that class with Mr. Kazaza, 
I definitely feel like I could not have been a little bit more creative with the sports journalism side of things. The, the technical side is there, but actually producing the content and continuing the content consistently actually started in that class. So I give a lot of credit to Mr. Kazaza with that. And the second class I had was a sports broadcasting performance class with Bill Nevin. Bill Nevin is the PA announcer for football games, men's basketball games, et cetera. And he has a very, like, like Tony, he has a very iconic voice. I mean, you go to WB basketball games, what's the main voice you hear? Besides Bob Huggins, you hear Bill Nevin. Mm-hmm. You, hear, you, you hear him just being enthusiastic, him being very colorful with what he's saying. And just actually sitting in that class, learning from him on a day, well, pretty much on a weekly basis, was really eye-opening. It taught, he taught me things that, you know, I didn't know. I thought I knew at least, but I didn't know the much bigger picture. And, you know, the biggest thing I took away from that class was I love to talk. And I may not always sound great, but I feel like with that class, it really made me understand I need to do things differently when I'm talking to not only people, but to a much, to a much broader audience. Yeah. And so you, you mentioned this, but you, despite the pandemic are still working with Metro news this summer. So um, do you want to talk a little bit about what you've been doing this summer in addition to, to some of that writing with Joe and what does that look like and how has it maybe changed um, your normal intern process for summer? And yeah, I've just been interviewing a lot of people. Um, I've, I'm actually the host of two different podcasts, one with the campus radio station U92. And then I started my own podcast independently called Hoops Across the Mountain State. And I, you know, I, I talked about, I talked about this with Matt Caridi last night and that was, you know, I've always been known that I'm never, I never want to not be busy. If I, I feel like if I'm not busy, then I'm not succeeding. I'm not getting better. So what am I, what am I currently doing that I can try and take a different avenue down? So I, I looked at sports. So right now, like I said, I'm the, I'm the host of a college basketball podcast with U92 called Hooping with the Moose. The Moose is the U92 mascot. So with that, I, I've, I interview people. I talk about college basketball, and I enjoy that. So I'm like, okay, so I enjoy doing that. I like the interviewing process. I like brainstorming ideas, brainstorming questions as well to learn about a different story. And I said, okay, I like basketball. I like sports. I like talking. How can I put all three of those together? So I said, boom, here we go. Hoops across the mountain state. It's going to be a podcast about high school basketball in West Virginia. You know, on my first episode with my old head coach, my senior year, Coach Chris Stevens, I mean, that reached 40 listens and for a new podcast and especially, you know, someone like myself, I'm 20 years old, starting something new, starting to make a brand, stuff like that. And for that to have 40 views, I text him like, dude, this got 40, this got 40 views. And I was just very ecstatic about that. Is there anything else you'd like to say or any other advice you would have for other current students who are, you know, in our college or pursuing sports media or even, you know, students who might not be here yet, but are thinking about this as a potential path? I think still being connected with your family is very, very important. And I know that, you know, with COVID, everybody's back with their family. Some, a lot of people are, um, a lot of families have gotten a lot closer. And, you know, I think the biggest thing whenever you look at family is, especially college students and high school students is, you know, your parents want nothing but the best for you. I feel like I have two of the best parents in the world 
when it comes to uh, supporting patients is just very important because if you're not patient in what you want to do, then you're not going to succeed. You have to be patient. You have to wait for that opportunity to be there. Then you take that leap of faith. That leap of faith with me was taking that leap of faith with Karidi and hoping that something will come out of this. And I've been very, very grateful and very, very thankful for these last couple of years with not only Karidi, but the company and Metro News as a whole. And I give that a lot of credit to my dad because I was patient. Even though I was lost at the time, I was still patient on what's going to come next. And then finally, you know, just be consistent. If you're not consistent when you're outgoing, then it's going to be very hard to interact with people. If you're not outgoing, this industry isn't for you. That's very blunt to say, but it's true. Another thing with being consistent is being consistent with time. Your time is the most important thing that you can control in your life. Now, when I say that, it can mean a bunch of different things, but the main thing is time management. If you don't manage your time consistently and you know, just try and do things that you can fit everything in, then it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard, you're gonna struggle. It's gonna be hard to the point where you know, you're gonna think, am I doing this right or wrong? Really, it really, took, it really took off whenever I got to college because I had to, I had to time manage my job. Mm-hmm. I had to time manage you know, my, my connections with people. I had to time manage, you know, my meetings with people because I, I had some meetings as well throughout, you know, the first couple of years of college. And I also had to be, I also had to time manage my schoolwork as well because schoolwork is just as important as a job because you will learn things in the, in the classroom that you can also apply to your job or your internship or whatever. And if you're not consistent with your time management, then it's going to be very difficult down the road to try and, you know, lay everything out. The best thing that I've learned when it comes to time management in the first couple of years of college is writing it out and actually keeping track of that note schedule, regardless of what it is, just keeping that in your pocket and pulling it out every once in a while and seeing that. Because I'll tell you this, my freshman year of college, that's literally how I got through my freshman year of college. I literally wrote down everything on a sticky note for however long we were in school. And that was how I kept track of things. That was how I kept track of, you know, getting to work on time, getting to class on time, doing my uh, schoolwork, work outside of work, actually. And just, you know, just doing that stuff. And then lastly, the, the biggest thing that you have to be consistent with is just being consistent with, your, with yourself, your outside life. A lot of people will overload themselves. And I have as well. I've done that once or twice. But, you know, people will overload themselves with work and they'll just burn out. And, you know, whenever you burn out, you're not done. It's just a step back that you need to realize that, hey, I'm going so, f- I'm going this fast and I don't need to be going this fast. I need to be going this fast. So, you know, being, being consistent with that is very important because, you know, your outside life is just as important. Just be who you are. Be who you are in the aspect of, you know, this is who I am and I need to be this way. I need to stay consistent with that. Yeah, I really like that you brought up, you know, to make sure that you're taking time for your personal life. I know for a lot of us that work in sports media of any kind, um, 
or just media in general, it can be hard to strike that balance sometimes. So um, I'm really glad that you pointed that out. I'm really, really proud of you. I know that sounds, um, you know, a little braggy, but I still, <laughs> I still remember you touring and it's been really cool to watch you grow from that point, both as a media professional and as a leader and as a person. And I've watched you tackle all of these things and just do so well at it. And I'm just really proud of you. And I want you to know that. And I am so thankful for your time today. Uh, and we're looking forward to having you back on campus soon. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, you, you talk about that first meeting that we had or interaction with each other. I was just like, we have, we have, that's actually how we met. I mean, we talked to the phone, but, you know, that first interaction pretty much established everything. I mean, I look at that as well. And I'm just like, wow, if I did not go to that tour, then I probably wouldn't have called West Virginia home. You know, I look at that first meeting that we had and, you know, I was very thankful that one, you introduced me to the college because if I was not introduced to the college of media, then a lot of these different things that I'm doing right now could not have been started. It probably would not have been going through my mind, so to speak. So I'm very thankful for that. Well, I am happy that you chose to be a Mountaineer and I'm glad that you're, you're one of ours. So I appreciate it. If you guys would like to connect with Taylor, you can email me at wgodwin, G-O-D-W-I-N, at mail.wvu.edu. Thanks for listening to this episode of Read Talk. Stay tuned for next time.